paloma ya voló. Oh, oh ay, marinero navegó. Manuela here again with the Andrews Family Fund making our round of visits to our wonderful, brilliant partners. Today I'm in Boston with Silver Lining Mentoring and we have a table full of really exceptional leaders who've been doing amazing work supporting foster care involved young people in Boston. So who's in the house? Tell us your name and what you do and, and what's new with you. Well, hi, my name is Jessica Freeman. I am a mentee at Silver Lines Mentoring. Um, I come from originally the Dorchester area. I do honestly like a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm active in the SLM community where I go out to training for mentoring events. I also participate in like, smaller events that they have going on, like when they have movies here. And then also I go to like a big event like their gala. I'm a college student and Ooh. I do work as a home health aide. Right on. And how did you find Silver Lining Mentoring and, and how has it impacted you as a young person? Well, I came to SLM when I was involved in their Learn and Earn program. That's when I learned a lot about the financial literacy and then I also met my mentor Chelsea that way. The biggest impact that it's had on me is a lot of positive reinforcement and support that I didn't have during the time and that's what's been pushing me through everything that I've been going through and helping me move on to the next set of goals that I'm working on. Beautiful and so did SLM help you discover your, your secret passion as a foodie or did you always know? <laughs> It just grew through your SLM involvement. Um, you see, my stomach has a mind of its own. <laughs> but I also have what my friends called canine senses, yeah. where I smell the air and go and find food. Find the food. <laughs> right. 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 And so earlier in our visit, Jessica was telling me how she's accomplished her SMART goals at SLM, including opening up her 401k, which yes. is amazing. And just finishing paying down all her debt, which I, you're, you might be one of a handful of people I know in this planet who have done that. So congratulations to you. Thank you. All right. So who else is in the house? Yes. I can jump in. My name is Colby Swetberg. I'm the CEO here at Silver Lining. And we work with young people in foster care to help connect them to lifelong mentors and to learn life skills to prepare them for adulthood. And we have the privilege and honor of learning from and working with really inspiring young people like Jessica every day. We serve young people in the greater Boston community. So right now we're at our offices in downtown Boston. And one of the things that makes us special is that we follow young people wherever they go. So knowing that youth who are involved in the foster care system are often quite transient and get bounced around from place to place, we feel like it's all the more important for them to have a sense of rootedness and connection. And so providing long-term mentors helps to connect them to those lifelong relationships and the community of peers with whom they can connect and relate. So we are, we're really thrilled to get a chance to learn from our young people every day and, uh, and take their lead as far as what they need, both now when they're involved and after they're uh, aging out of the system. Great, Kobe, and you've been doing all this learning and growing over the past nine years at the home as ED here at the organization. Just curious what you've seen in terms of the transformation around the work and the organization in the past nine years, and, and what are you excited about? <laughs> 
hard to narrow it all down. Um, yeah, I feel like we're, we're a teenager now. We're, <laughs> we're developmentally appropriate. <laughs> I always think of us as a, a scrappy organization, as an organization that we were founded by a young man who himself grew up in foster care. We got to a point that several years back where we wanted to change our name, and it was a young person actually who renamed us when they said, you know, this is an organization that found me a mentor I could count on and gave me a future I could look forward to, this organization is my silver lining. Mm. And it was that aha moment of saying, that, that feels like us, um, and that's who we want to be to young people. And so I'm really excited about the ways that we've been able to really learn from um, our youth's experiences of, about what they need and telling us things like, we want to learn the life skills that will prepare us for adulthood. We need to know how to find and keep jobs. We need to know we've got someone in our corner. And that's been the foundation of our programs is, is having a relationship that they know no matter what they can count on. Um, somebody who will truly be there to show up for them through thick and thin. And that we have staff who are really attentive to the needs and voices of our young people and give them choices about where they want to be in the world and can set their own goals for themselves and having, instead of having adults in the driver's seat, our young people, I think, really feel what it feels like to know that the adults uh, here are standing beside them and behind them uh, and that they are out front. That feels incredibly important to us. That's powerful. And I, I do remember the first time I met Mobile, one of your staff um, recently at our grantee convening in Puerto Rico, one of the things that stood out for me about Mobile is just their level of attentiveness. As a, as a human being and I just wondered like what is this secret uh, recruitment <laughs> that you have because I'm experiencing all of you staff as equally attentive and poised to really forge really deep meaningful relationships with people do you think people are born this way or do you just know how to find them because you're recruiting mentors all the time to mm -hmm. service young people how, what are you looking for how do you do it I'm Christina Haynes, volunteer manager here, um, but I started out uh, hearing about Silver Lining when I was pursuing a volunteer opportunity to be a mentor, and so I've also been a volunteer mentor for the past two and a half years. You know, part of our secret is finding people who, for whom they realize that relationships matter, that regardless of any skills or other opportunities at the heart of, of what helps us be full and flourishing human beings is the relationships in our life. And I know that my mentee is one of the most important relationships in my life, and that's part of what I look forward to doing when I recruit mentors, is helping other people find that experience for themselves as they come to mentoring. I think one-on-one -on -one mentoring is one of the most valuable types of volunteer opportunities you can do because you really see that relationship grow, flourish, and deepen, and it changes both the mentor and the youth. And the data has consistently shown that foster care involved young people, connections and relationships really is the, the key driver of like success, right? Mm -hmm. So it's amazing. Um, and not just for foster care involved young people, like for a nation where the rates of anxiety and depression are skyrocketing despite you know, access to maybe wealth for, for many people, not all people, you still see the lack of connectedness as one of the biggest issues that our country's facing today. So, you know, other folks around the table could tell us who you are and, and what is it that you're finding to be really, really powerful and impactful about Silver Lining's work and why? 
Well, I can introduce myself. My name is Elena Rosenberry, and I've been the director of programs at Silver Lining for the last five years and with the organization for about eight. The thing that roots me to our work here is that power of relationships. And a few years ago, we developed a motto at Silver Lining, which is that we thrive when we matter. And the reason we like that is because the we in that sentence can be anyone. It's our young people thrive when they matter, our mentors, our, our generous donors, our staff. And so letting that kind of value root us in the work and knowing that it all comes back down to the power of relationships. And so to your question about Mobile, which we would all 100% agree, Mobile has a very special quality about them, but that attentiveness and that, that genuine authenticity to our staff and our mentors and our young people, I mean, it's the thing that keeps us coming back because it is so clear to see the difference. And I think being inside of that silver lining community and being able to just get to watch these relationships develop and they're not without challenges and barriers but we're just surrounded by a really amazing group of young people and mentors who are willing to kind of go through those adversities and those challenges to to see the difference that a relationship can make and of course it's a special thing to feel and so it keeps us at the table and Elena you're the deputy director the newly appointed deputy director (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about your role and and yeah What's in your wheelhouse? Yeah, so this is a new role. (laughs) This is is a new role for Silver Lining in the last two years. So it's it's exciting to be able to step into it. I bring a lot of program experience, but this position specifically kind of looks at everything in-house. So from our operations, our admin, our finance, and our programming team, um, and getting to work with our very talented leadership group and make sure that all parts of the organization are talking together, of course, working with Corey and her development team as well. Being able to focus on, on the kind of mechanisms and things that need to happen inside to keep our infrastructure strong and make sure that we are as, as healthy as possible to be able to move the work forward and grow when we can. And so a big piece of that work that we referenced this year is making sure that our operating model is working as highly and efficiently as it can while never sacrificing the quality of the work we do. And luckily, we know that there's a lot of opportunities to increase our efficiency and maximize our effectiveness. And so pushing and pulling on both of those levers to find the right balance so that we can take this work further and grow in, into the future. And how, how very appropriate, right? Because people really think about um, how do you build a, the strongest organization to really expand and deepen the work. And you were mentioning earlier, Corey, that that's, you're at the, at the precipice of about to do that for Silver Lining. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are, your role here, and this growth that's uh, about to happen for Absolutely. you all? Um, thank you so much. My name is Corey, and I'm the Director of Development here at Silver Lining Mentoring. I've been here about two years, and thinking about how I learned about Silver Lining, my introduction was through hearing Colby actually speak a little bit about the work. And what impressed me so much when I first heard about it was hearing about the successes of our mentors and our young people. When Colby first spoke at the event I was attending, I heard that uh, at Silver Lining Mentoring, mentoring relationships were lasting for 55 months, which was six times the national average of nine months. Mm -hmm. The first time I heard that, I thought, how do I become a part of this organization that's doing something right? I also heard that Silver Lining Mentoring was the only mentoring organization in Massachusetts exclusively focused on the unique needs of young people in foster care. When I heard those two pieces together, I thought, this is an organization who understands what they're doing and where they're going, and I want to be, I, I want to hitch myself to that star, and I was really lucky two years afterwards to be able to have the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And since I've been here, I've been able, been really fortunate to see and support a lot of the growth that we're doing at Silver Lining. In development, our team, we really see ourselves in a support role. 
the way that we see our work is we want to put together the resources that are necessary for our work to thrive. So if Elena comes to me and says, we need this to happen, we will say, absolutely, we can help make that happen. And we feel really fortunate to be able to be, to be, able to be in support of our awesome young people and our awesome mentors. As we've been looking forward, we've been thinking a lot about how can we not just impact young people here in Boston, but help others impact the young people where they are. So we're really excited to start to look outside of Boston and outside of Eastern Massachusetts and turn our focus national as well and think about training and providing assistance to organizations around the country who might want to have specific mentoring for young people in foster care. Over our 17 years here, what we've really learned is that young people who've experienced care and young people who've experienced trauma have possibly a unique and different set of needs. And so our entire organization is structured around meeting those needs, making sure young people have what they need to be able to develop their resilience, to stick with the job, to stick with college, just like Jess is doing, who's sitting across from me right now. Mm -hmm. And so we started to think about how can we grow that more? So we're really fortunate to start to think about working with and partnering with other organizations around the country to make sure they have what they need to properly support young people who've experienced care and position them in mentoring relationships with fabulous, wonderful volunteer mentors. So we were talking earlier about how desperately we need to get Colby uh, TED Talk <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> and it's not just because Colby's awesome, but it's because you all are doing your work in a way that's uh, producing astounding results, right? Six times the national average um, of the duration of the relationships between mentee and mentor. Um, and also, you just mentioned that you are the only organization in Massachusetts for the foster youth involved population. And how many young people are we talking about in the state of Massachusetts? What is mm -hmm. that gap and what would it take to, to match every young person with the mentor that they, they could really support and thrive with? Sure. There are about 10,000 young people in the state of Massachusetts in the foster care system. And so right now our work is focused within Greater Boston, but to that point we want to be able to bring the things that work for our program and help other programs to be able to match that. So. And how many do you all serve? Just curious. We're yeah. serving about 400 young people right now. So there's a long road ahead. <laughs> we need some mentors. Fortunately, <laughs> silver lining, right? Um, you all have some, some of the stars in the sky around the best way to do this work. And so it's exciting to be here with you all. You know, there are other groups in the field who are actively looking at ways, at least within the AFF universe, uh, to support young people who are foster care and youth justice involved, and then also involved in other disruptive systems, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, what might you want to say to your fellow peers in the field in this good fight, day in, day out? Any words of advice, any words of encouragement, any words of warning, things to look out for? Just curious if there's anything you could share with them that can help us all work better together and, and get to the goals that we're all seeking. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is the importance of listening. Listening to the voices of our young people. That our young people know their truths and need more opportunities to speak their truths. And so the more we can, uh, as adults in the field, hand the microphone to young people and let them truly lead in the ways that they are the experts on their own lives, their own experiences, the more we will all learn how to better support them. Um, and I think the next piece around that is, is really recognizing all of our wholeness. So to that point, Elena made about our we thrive when we matter. 
sort of the moral of our story is helping each other to thrive. And that in the nonprofit community, oftentimes there is um, a presupposition, a, a mindset of starvation, mm. that we are supposed to exist with the bare minimum and make the most out of everything we can get for free. I think it's important, especially in this political climate, in this moment in time, when many of us in marginalized communities are not feeling safe to be our whole selves, that we recognize the fullness of all of our identities and experiences as being one of the most valuable things we can bring to every table we sit at. And that when we can model that for young people, they will feel the opportunity um, and the invitation to bring their fullest selves um, to their work every day of, of surviving and thriving. Thank you, Colby. I would say collaborate. You know, our partnerships with other nonprofits and businesses and organizations are really central to our ability to do outreach on a large scale. It's win-win, right? You know, we're able to make people more aware of Silver Linings programs. We're also able to connect into new communities of potential mentors. And when I think of something like our Learn and Earn program, our collaborative partnerships with group homes and residential facilities has been a key part of what makes that program work. We're able to bring the mentors to where the young people are living through you know, really effective partnerships. So you know, collaborate, it'll have its challenges. I work through them because it makes the sector better and it makes the continuum of services more integrated for young people. That's great, thank you. I would just say thank you. I would say thank you to all the other organizations doing the hard work that needs to be done and doing the great work that needs to be done. Thank you so much for the time and the effort and the heart that you put into the work you're doing. And for your regular conversation with like philanthropy and other funding partners, anything in particular that you wish philanthropy would kind of get up to speed on mm-hmm. or, or uh, learn about or deepen? I've been really impressed over over the past few years. I feel like the world of philanthropy has started to turn a little bit with other nonprofits and with other organizations as, as we've been talking about becoming more sophisticated and understanding that needs aren't just top down, but they're more horizontal than that. I'm always really impressed that the people in the organization supporting our organization are willing to listen, Colby, just like you said, and are willing to hear a little bit of this is what we do and don't need. It's been really great working with AFF, for example, to be able to have these kinds of conversations and talk really openly about these are our hopes and, quite frankly, these are our challenges, and be able to think about those philanthropic relationships as relationships and as partnerships. Those have been the ones that have been most successful for us. When we've been able to go to someone as a partner, when someone's able to come to us and say, what do you need and how can we support it? Let's share each other's goals and see how we can connect on those goals. That's been the best relationships. Yeah, I mean, what hasn't been said? I agree with everything. I think one of the things that's been really valuable for Silver Lining has been to have a value of innovation and being nimble. So partnered with listening to our young people and hearing what they need, benefiting from the partnerships of other stakeholders who have those same values, and then being able to try something and innovate. And they don't always work, but being able to course correct and learn from our mistakes to really be nimble enough to figure out what solutions are out there and and not feeling like we need to do it all ourselves. So we know the values of those partnerships, but that opportunity to try new things and to make sure that we are kind of looking outside the box to find these solutions for these really entrenched issues, but not giving up and feeling like there there are great resources at our hands and getting to try new things. And I know that you mentioned earlier that um, you were doing some deepening work to get more mentors of color at the table. And as you explore the potential training uh, national program that you've been talking about, just curious if you might have any words of advice for our partners outside of Massachusetts, 
around what you would like to see around collaboration or partnership or anything of the sort as you as you get ready to really grow 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 this out. When we think about those partnerships and where we want to make inroads, we want to hear from people who are looking to get support and help. We are really excited to be opening up this institute as a way to connect with others and help deepen the networks of support for young people in care everywhere. And so understanding what we know and what we don't know is the first step in that. And I would say we would love to hear from people about both things because we will be in a learning position to learn great best practices that are out there that will be new to us. And we have some things to teach that we would love to share. We've learned from our young people over the years. So we would love to connect with other organizations who are looking to provide long-term mentoring relationships for young people in care and want to deepen their practice, or from foster care organizations that are looking to start mentoring programs, and that we would love to hear more about the work that they're doing so that we can help spread the word. Uh, we see ourselves in an exciting kind of next phase of work where we can really build this movement and bring lay people into the work. We know that we're, we're not poised to solve any challenges that the systems that we're working within are facing without the support of a lot more partners and people who know what the experience of foster care is like for young people. And so that building, building a movement that starts with public awareness and shining light on young people in foster care and truly showing folks how incredibly strong and resilient young people in care are is the first step in that work. Right on. And also, I imagine that to close us out, Jessica, I want to turn to you. Oh. I don't know if you're going to be the, the woke meter for this. <laughs> <laughs> we know. talked a little bit about how the mentors here at Silver Lightning are really very, are on their way or committed to a lifetime journey of becoming more and more woke every day. As, and the, the partnership and mentoring young people as like one of the ways they could really make that social impact. And, you know, you talked a little bit about your dreams for yourself and Silver Lining, but just invite you to take us home. Like, what do you want folks who are going to hear you on this podcast to think about uh, moving forward as we continue to support young people like you, or as you continue to teach us how to do that better? Um, anything you might want to share with the community? Hmm. Well, I would say for a piece of advice for, like, the community... Like, if you have interest on becoming, like, a mentor, I would say definitely do it. Like, don't be afraid. <laughs> Honestly, like, us mentees, we're more nervous than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laying it out there so you guys know. So be really up front. Because <laughs> we don't know what we're getting ourselves into. We're just like, oh, I heard perks about this program. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm really doing here. Right. Okay, let me see how this conversation goes with this stranger, really. Yeah. And it's like when you look in the eyes of a stranger, sometimes when you look into their eyes, that person immediately becomes your best friend on the spot, or you mm. know stranger danger. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Eater. <laughs> and then as for the other thing, as for, like, the other part... Like, even if you don't have interest in, like, becoming, like, a mentor for yourself, like, you can still, no matter what, give back to, like, organizations like Silver Linings and to many others in, like, small little ways. And I believe that would be it. That's great. Well, thank you, Silver Lining, for receiving me for this delicious mm -hmm. cup of coffee and just all of your accumulated wisdom. 
um, and the great work that you're doing. So we will see you on the trails at our next partner visit. But thank you all for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you.